Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson, the talk show that makes the connections between research, policies, and practitioners that are too often missing from the American education system. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Good day, listeners. Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. I am your host, Jonathan Jefferson. You can learn more about me at my show page on TalkZone.com. Today, we are going to discuss nutrition in schools. What's going on in schools regarding lunches and nutrition? First Lady Michelle Obama has brought attention to this issue via her Let's Move campaign. The federal government has tightened nutritional guidelines for federally funded school lunches, and debates have been sparked about the efficacy of it all. Today, I will share a recent article from BBC News magazine, and my guest at the bottom of the hour will share her expertise after more than 20 years working with public schools. The article I'm going to share appeared in BBC News magazine on this past Monday, July 7th. It's written by Laura Gray and is titled, Will Today's Children Die Earlier Than Their Parents? It's often said that today's children will have shorter average lifespans than their parents because so many suffer from obesity. But there is another view that says they will live longer at the risk of spending their twilight years in poor health. The idea that children alive today will die younger than their parents has been popularized by Michelle Obama and Jamie Oliver, but the assertion that they may on average live less healthy and possibly even shorter lives than their parents originates in scholarly research. Not all experts are convinced, however. It's true that the number of people who are obese now is higher than in the past. Figures published in The Lancet earlier this year put the figure at 2.1 billion worldwide, up from 875 million in 1980. It's also true that obesity-related illnesses have been on the rise. It was reported that this week, it was reported this week that you, that, that the United Kingdom is suffering a national health emergency because the numbers being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, an illness which is often linked to obesity. But the risk of dying from heart attacks and strokes, both associated with obesity, is in fact lower than in previous decades, according to a leading expert in the field. If if you take Britain as an example, the popularity, um, excuse me, the probability of dying from the sorts of things caused by being overweight has gone down by a factor of four, says Sir Richard Pito, professor of medical statistics at Oxford University. If you go back 30 years, then the chance would be then the chance we would die from a heart attack or stroke and diseases like that in middle age was 16 percent, where whereas it was four percent in 2010. This trend is replicated in most parts of the world, in part because the treatment of heart problems is now much better than it used to be. But some people think that being fatter may actually lengthen rather than shorten life. Catherine Fiegel, an epidemiologist at the National Center for Health Statistics in Hyattsville, Maryland, and her team analyzed 97 studies into causes of death and concluded that people deemed overweight by international standards, were 6% less likely to die than those of normal weight. People are considered overweight if they have a body mass index, BMI, over 25, 
and obese with a BMI over 30. Flegel's paper, published in the American Medical Journal in January last year, says it's possible that overweight people get better medical care either because they show symptoms of disease earlier or because they, they're screened more regularly for chronic diseases such as diabetes and heart attack. If it drew, a, it drew a hostile response from some public health experts who have been advising people for decades to watch their weight. A number of other researchers, on the other hand, have embraced Flegel's work and see it as the latest illustration of what is known as the obesity paradox, the notion that there is inverse relationship between body fat and risk of death. At least one study has suggested that heavier people are more likely to survive certain operations. Fat or not, people around the world are likely to live longer than previous generations, says Pito. If you're not in the middle of war, HIV ep- epidemic, or drinking gallons of vodka, then overall death rates are going down, and they are going down very fast, he says. The probability of dying before age 50 worldwide is half what it was 40 years ago. Of course, there are differences between countries. 40 years ago, more than 36% of people died before their 50th birthday in Iran, whereas now it's only 6%, Pito points out. On the other hand, in some countries of sub-Saharan Africa, there has been very little change. There are a variety of different reasons for length for lengthening life expectancy, including better vaccination programs and drugs, clean, and drugs, cleaner water, better trained midwives, and people stopping smoking. But though we may live longer, our quality of life may be low. According to research led by Christopher Murray, director of the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation at the University of Washington in Seattle, Americans often have to cope with a range of medical problems during those extra years of life. They are not necessarily in good health, he told the Wall Street Journal. Obesity, diabetes, kidney disease, and neurological conditions like Alzheimer's are all on the rise, both in the U.S. and in much of the developed world. Once again, this article was written by Laura Gray for BBC News Magazine and was released this past Monday, July 7th. To my listeners, if you... Go to my show page. You don't have to do that right now. But if you go to my show page, I've included links to letsmove.gov and healthyschools.org. Under letsmove.gov, there is a link to eating healthy. And at the very bottom of that page is included eating healthy on a budget. Eating healthy doesn't have to cost more. So use these tips from the USDA to help you make choices that are not only healthy, but also economical. When you go to my page uh, after the show, of course, because I want you to stay tuned, especially at the bottom of the hour when I have my special guest on who has more than 20 years in this field. But when you go to my page, you will see a link to eating on a budget called the three P's. The three P's are plan, purchase, and prepare. Under plan, plan, plan meals and snacks for the week according to an established budget. Find quick and easy recipes online. Include meals that will stretch expensive food items, stews, casseroles, stir-fried dishes. Make a grocery list. 
check for sales and coupons in the local paper or online and consider discount stores. Ask about a loyalty card at your grocery store. In fact, I believe all stores, CVS, uh, ShopRite, uh, Wallbounds, uh, I don't know the, the, the different chains nationwide, but pretty much all stores have a discount card and have their specials. Under purchase, remember the three P's, plan, purchase, prepare. Under purchase, buy groceries when you are not hungry and we, and when you are not too rushed. Stick to the grocery list and stay out of aisles that don't contain items on your list. Buy store brands if cheaper. And by the way, folks, many of the store brands are boxed or packaged at the same exact facility with the same exact product of some of the name brands. So you are getting the same exact product for a cut rate. Find and compare unit prices listed on shelves to get the best price. Purchase some items in bulk or as family packs, which usually cost less. And in fact, uh, as an educator, I once uh, accompanied a class on a school trip. I believe it was a fifth grade class. And what we were, what the teacher was emphasizing to the students was the fact that they need to look at the ounces. They need to look at the, the quantity. Um, rather than simply looking at the package or looking at the box size, which can be very misleading. And then they need to know how to divide the cost of the item by the approximate ounces to see which price is actually giving them the most money for their, for their, uh, purchase. And this is something that can be done with young children. Once again, I, I was accompanying a fifth grade class. So children as young as nine and 10 should be introduced to, uh, tricks in marketing that they can avoid by being wise about quantity, uh, liters and ounces, and being able to divide that uh, by the overall price. Okay, choose fresh fruits and vegetables in season, but canned vegetables with less salt. Pre-cut fruits and vegetables, individual cups of yogurt, and instant rice and, and hot cereal are convenient, but usually cost more than those that require a bit more prep time. Good low-cost items available all year include protein, beans, garbanzo, black, cannelli, cannellini, I should say, uh, vegetables, carrots, greens, potatoes, fruit, apples, bananas. So that's some advice on purchasing. So we covered plan, uh, we, covered, we covered purchase, and now we're going to cover prepare. Now, folks, if you're like me, and I hope you're not, then you you're, you may not be uh, very good at preparing food. I always tell people I'm excellent at preparing cereal. I'm I'm actually I'm actually uh, pretty good at preparing breakfast and lunch. But when it gets to dinner, that's when I fall apart. And I really don't enjoy spending much time in a grocery store purchasing food. So you may call that lazy. You may call that a uh, a shortcoming of mine. But it is. So having advice on preparing is very helpful to me. Or if you have someone in your household who actually truly enjoys this, then you are one step ahead of me. So under prepare, some meal items can be prepared in advance. Pre-cook on days when you have time. Uh, I have a, a, a colleague who actually, uh, he and his wife prepare their meals on Sunday for the entire week, uh, both full-time uh, busy working uh, professionals 
and they and they find that routine very effective. Double or triple up on recipes and freeze meal size containers of soups and casseroles or divide into individual portions. Try a few, a few meatless meals by substituting with beans and peas or try no cook meals like salads. Incorporate leftovers into a subsequent meal. Be creative with a fruit or vegetable and use it in different ways during the week. So once again, if you go to my show page, there will be a link taking you to an, to this particular PDF called the three P's plan, purchase and prepare. We are going to discuss uh, with my next guest a little bit more about the article I read before reading this, uh, the three P's uh, with my next guest. So that's why I'm holding off on responding or, or, or uh, commentating too much on that. But at this time, we're going to take a short break. But stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Educate on Talk Zone. Here's Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our discussion of the topic of nutrition in schools. If you'd like to join the conversation, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on Talk Zone. And in fact, if there's any day that I'd love you to give me a call, it's today on the first day that I've actually um, spending half a show uh, doing a monologue. So... Once again, the number is 888-463-6748, and our topic is nutrition in schools. The first half of, actually not the first half, the first portion of today's show, I read an article by Laura Gray titled, Will Today's Children Die Earlier Than Their Parents? Um, there are some interesting points that were brought up in this article that I'm also going to run by uh, my next guest at the bottom of the hour. And one of the points I wanted to bring up was, Although we are living longer and the next generation will live longer, their quality of life in their quote unquote extra years, those years over 50, their quality of life may be less. So, yes, we are living longer thanks to the benefits of modern medicine. Uh, you know, I personally have dealt with recently in the last few years a couple of surprising medical issues that would have been potentially fatal um, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I'm somebody who's very physically active and someone who's had a record in my life of very good health. Uh, however, I do believe that my a active lifestyle and not being obese by far helped me to uh, survive the scares I had in the past few years. Uh, they included... Uh, I believe it was three or four years ago, uh, pulmonary emboli. That's, that's, uh, blood clots in the lungs. And both of my lungs were riddled with blood clots. And, um, I waited, my God, 10, 11 days before I actually went to the hospital and said, what's going on? Uh, I just thought they were, they were, they were, uh, pulled, pulled back or something. And modern medicine had me out of the hospital in three days. And after a few months, um, they said it was just a, a rare anomaly. There was nothing uh, uh, genetic or uh, anything that would be that would likely repeat itself. But you know, they said take an aspirin a day and you'll be fine. 
Now, that same scenario uh, 30 or 40 years ago uh, or, or when we didn't have the, the, the many uh, anticoagulants we have today may have been fatal. They may not have been able to simply inject me or have me inject myself for a few few days and, you know, break up the clots. And before you know it, you know, I'm just taking a baby aspirin, no more clots, everything's fine. Well, different generation, it may have been fatal in my early 40s. Uh, recently, uh, thanks to modern medicine, um, I went in for, to the hospital for an entirely different reason to just check once again to confirm years later that there were no clots. And as it turns out, they found and diagnosed a heart condition. You know, it wasn't what I went in there for, but by hooking me up to all these machines and checking for one thing, they found that one thing didn't exist, but another thing did. Uh, initially, they thought it was something uh, uh, quite scary, something that would actually uh, called amyloidosis. If you look it up, it's very rare and would actually require, uh, could I actually be fatal or require heart transplant, depending on the severity. So uh, they sent me to yet another hospital that uh, had cutting edge researchers and those researchers said, no, I don't have that potentially fatal amyloidosis. They, they said, I do have something, but it's something that's easily treatable and, and would allow you to live a, 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 a normal lifespan. Well, these same medicines that they're, I'm taking now that will allow me to live a normal lifespan uh, with a uh, heart condition um, didn't exist 10, 20, 30 years ago. So I am not surprised at all that, you know, the next generation will live longer. Modern medicine is always making incredible strides. However, no matter how you cut it, obesity itself and having so many children obese from primarily lack of movement. That's why I'm a a big supporter of the Let's Move campaign uh, led by Michelle Obama. Students need to move. You know, your children need to move, especially in a world that is so technical where everything's at their fingertips. Entertainment is at their fingertips. They never need to move in order to to be entertained. So it is critical uh, that, you know, we demand that our children are moving before school, during school. It is it is our responsibility as uh, parents to make sure they are moving after school, uh, that they're not sedentary. We need to make sure that they're eating properly. And you can, you know, rewind uh, this here episode to listen to some of the statistics and to listen to some of the ways you can uh, plan, purchase and prepare uh, more healthy meals. And in fact, right now, I'm going to share with you uh, another PDF that will be available on my site after the show um, called Smart Shopping for Veggies and Fruits, 10 Tips for Affordable Vegetables and Fruits. It is possible to fit vegetables and fruits into any budget. Making nutritious choices does not have to hurt your wallet. Getting enough of these foods promotes health and can reduce your risk of certain diseases. There are many low-cost ways to meet your fruit and vegetable needs. And once again, uh, these are the 10 tips for affordable vegetables and fruits. And this comes from the government site, letsmove.gov. Uh, so through letsmove.gov, and like I said, I'll, I'll make it available on my show page, but through letsmove.gov, you click on healthy eating, uh, you scroll down to the bottom, actually read through the whole thing, it's not a long page, but when you scroll down to the bottom, uh, this is one of the articles or PDFs made available. The 10 tips include celebrate the season, use, fe- use fresh vegetables and fruits that are in season, they are easy to get, have more flavor, and are, and are usually less expensive 
Your local farmer's market is a great source of seasonal produce. Number two, why pay full price? Check the local newspaper online and at the store for sales coupons and specials that will cut food costs. Often you can get more for less by visiting larger uh, grocery stores, discount grocers if available. Number three, stick to your list. Now, I am definitely guilty of this. I will go in for two or three items and come out with ten. You know, so stick to your list. Plan out your meals ahead of time and make a grocery list. You will save money by buying only what you need. Don't shop when you're hungry. Shopping after eating will make it easier to pass on the tempting snack foods. You'll have more of your food budget for vegetables and fruits. Number four, try canned or frozen. Compare the price and the number of servings from fresh canned and frozen forms of the same veggie or fruit. Canned and frozen items may be less expensive than fresh. For canned items, choose fruit canned in 100% fruit juice and vegetables with low sodium or no salt added on the label. I mentioned this earlier, how important it is to teach kids about uh, ounces and liters and, and or, you know, about metrics and also about how to divide uh, the quantity with the, with the cost so that they can find out which is truly giving them more. Uh, number five, number five, buy small amounts frequently. Some fresh vegetables and fruits don't last long. Buy small amounts more often to ensure you can eat the foods without throwing any away. This is excellent advice. I learned this the hard way. I, I enjoy, especially when I'm on a exercise routine, having a banana, uh, uh, with my smoothie every morning uh, as part of my breakfast. And if you don't get the bananas green enough, by um, by the end of the week, if you're having one a day, you're going to have some very soft and overripe uh, bananas. So this is, a, this is a great bit of advice. Buy small amounts frequently uh, with regards to fresh produce. Number six, buy in bulk when items are on sale. For fresh vegetables or fruits, you, you use often a large size bag is the better buy. Canned or frozen fruits or vegetables can be bought in large quantities when they are on sale since they last much longer. Number seven, store brands equals savings. I mentioned this earlier. Opt for store brands when possible. You will get the same or similar product for a cheaper price. If your grocery store has a membership card, sign up for, for even more savings. I mentioned the fact that many of these, uh, Generic items are actually uh, packaged in the same exact facility with the same exact products um, as the name brands. Uh, number eight, keep it simple. Buy vegetables and fruits in their simplest form. Pre-cut, pre-washed, ready to eat, and processed foods are convenient but often cost, more, cost much more than when purchased in their basic forms. Number nine, plant your own. Start a garden in the yard or a pot on the deck for fresh, inexpensive, flavorable additions to meals, herbs, cucumbers, peppers, or tomatoes are good options for beginning for beginners. Browse through a local library or online for more information on starting a garden. And yes, there are people living in apartments, apartment buildings, uh, with hanging uh, gardens uh, right on their balconies or or inside their their living rooms. Lastly, number 10, plan and cook smart. Prepare and freeze vegetables, soups, stews, or other dishes in advance. This saves time and money. Add leftover vegetables to casseroles or blend them to make soup. Overripe fruit is great for smoothies or baking. 
So those are the 10 tips for affordable vegetables and fruits. And once again, you can find that on my site after the show, uh, a PDF titled Smart Shopping for Veggies and Fruits. Okay. Stay tuned. We're about to take a break. Stay tuned because in our next half hour, we will be joined by Susan Kessler to discuss wellness policies, physical activity, and healthy schools. <laughs> 